You are Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. Fantasy football all day, every day. What is up? Welcome into the Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. It is Thursday, September 27th. Always a beautiful day when you have some football to look forward to. Willie here from Fantasy Football 24-7. You can hit me up on Twitter at WillieFF247. You can find the main hub at FFB underscore 247. On today's show, we will dive into that game. Tonight's Vikings versus Rams showdown. Uh, Our special guest will give us his starts and sits of the week, and our own Ethan Turner will join us to finish this bad boy off and give us his last injury report as we head into the weekend. Before we get rolling, don't forget to get entered to win a signed Earl Campbell Hall of Fame edition jersey. All you have to do to enter to win is rate and review us on iTunes. Leave your Twitter handle or your email so we can get a hold of you. Like I mentioned, it is Thursday, and that always means it is our guest episode of the week. Joining us this week, Anthony Staggs from Pyromaniac.com. You can find him on Twitter at Pyrostag. Welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Good, man. It's a great day for some football, and we've got one of the best games of the year. You know, there was a big letdown in, in Minnesota last week, but they were looking forward to this game, and I think everybody else was. We got a Thursday nighter to, you know, hope for. Yeah, man. We, I mean, when you, before all these injuries to these uh, d- defensive players, you were really expecting a potentially a low scoring defensive showdown but there's a lot of pieces missing from this one so let's just dive right in at this Thursday night preview like you said Vikings traveling to the city of angels to take on the Rams Rams are seven point favorites in this one and really two different stories going into this week when you look at week three both in fantasy and in real life for these teams uh, let's start with the quarterbacks for the Vikings we all know Kirk Cousins literally destroyed hundreds of uh, lineups last week in a smash spot at home against the Bills like you just mentioned, put up a measly 10 points while Jared Goff went went wild and finished as a QB6. Anthony, what do you expect from these quarterbacks this week? And, you know, especially taking into consideration the defensive pieces on, on both teams that are going to be out or potentially missing in, in this matchup. Yeah, I think it's a rebound game for Kirk Cousins. He's, he's you know, had plenty of opportunities so far. One of the things when you looked at Kirk Cousins' season aspect and his outlook as a whole, you were worried about the number of opportunities he was going to see. That hasn't been a problem. He's been out there throwing the ball a ton. This is a pass-first offense that is one of the heaviest pass-concentrated offenses in the entire league. So that's how their offense is going to run. And when you look at, you know, Marcus Peters potentially being out with the calf strain and uh, Keep to leave definitely being out this Thursday. It, it lines up much better for them. Uh, when you look at you know his weapons, it, it looks great because Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen aren't going to have to contend with these strong corners, uh, and that way you could shy away from the interior pieces, which is probably where the Rams' strength is a little bit more with Joiner uh, still patrolling the slot. So. I, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a rebound game here. I'm not afraid at all to play him. The question is, can his offensive line give him enough time uh, to make the throws? Because when he has time, he is one of the b- better distributors in the NFL. When the timing runs out and he has to create uh, outside of the normal timing of a play, that's when things really fall apart for him. 
So the defensive line versus the offensive line of the Minnesota Vikings is really the key matchup for me in this game uh, on the Vikings, you know, offensive side. He was just getting destroyed by the Bills. The Bills got continuous pressure on him, and it was a huge part, like you mentioned, of his lack of success last week. And there's there's some injury on that offensive line, so that I agree with you. That's going to be the X factor in terms of Kirk Cousins really bouncing back. Now, what about Jared Goff? We have now seen three straight games of this offense put up 30 or more points. Goff, it looks like a legitimate quarterback option every week based on the fact that this offense is loaded with talent. And, the, I mean, he just continues to, to to produce. It's hard not to with this play calling and this this amount of weapons. So how do you feel about golf going against this this um, this Minnesota Vikings defense? I, I feel pretty good about golf. I think he's another – I think both of these guys are back-end QB1 uh, options this week. I, I prefer golf over Cousins if I had to pick them head-to-head. They match up pretty well. Uh, the question is, who's going to get Xavier Rhodes? Because they're using each of these three wide receivers. We've heard, oh my God, everybody's playing on 96% of the snaps. This is a pr- primarily 11-based team, but they're also swapping out who the regular slot receiver is. And, you know, Rhodes isn't going to travel there. But the Vikings also have a deep secondary. So if they're all uh, healthy there and active, it, it does bring some worries, especially when you completely ignore the tight end position in your passing game, but you still have Gurley in the backfield as a receiving option. And then whoever's in the slots probably going to see a pretty good matchup. So they're going to switch Brandon Cooks into that slot often enough, along with Robert Woods, to all three be impact players, along with Cooper Cup. So I think maybe you just temper your expectations a little bit. Uh, Don't count for any of these guys to be a wide receiver one in your lineup. But you didn't draft any of them as such. They're more wide receiver two, wide receiver three flex plays, and they all should have viable opportunities to go off. And that's not mentioning their you know work in the run game right now because they're all being involved in this jet sweep action uh, that's helping keep teams off of Gurley. Yeah, like you said, they're doing a great job of moving the receivers all over the place. McVay, you know, that offense, like what? It just looks they're 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 a step ahead. Um, I do agree the whoever works more in the slot is going to have the bigger game. I like Cup in this one, but like you said, don't bank on. I mean, it's basically at this point, a lot of these guys you're starting regardless of of how you feel about this matchup, just because the production that these guys have had and the offense that they play on. But that, like you said, there's going to be some tough tough matchups. That Minnesota Vikings uh, secondary is no joke. So. Favorite Rams wide receiver play this week. I got Cooper Cup. Who are you taking? I'm taking Brandon Cooks. He's been the most consistent. He doesn't have a game under 87 yards receiving, at least eight targets in every game this year. Uh, they're using him you know, as a slot weapon as well. They're using him in the yak game and vertically down the field. Uh, I think they're going to play him enough in the slot that he's a difference maker. We got to remember these two teams faced off in a you know critical week ten or week eleven matchup last year, in which the Vikings rolled. That was when everybody was you know the Rams were the talk of the town, and Vikings just housed them twenty six to seven. Absolutely. All right, let's flip to the wide receivers for the Vikings because I think it's we're talking about the slot position potentially being the the spot for opportunity for the Rams wide receivers. On the flip side, I think the slot wide receiver is going to have the toughest matchup for the the Vikings. So I like Diggs in this one. 
Who scores more in this mat in this week, Diggs or Thielen? I think Thielen does. Uh, I do agree with about the slot aspect, but they're moving him around the formation so much as well. And you look at his production against the Rams last year, he was able to get open vertically down the field uh, and, and make some big plays. So I like his impact and just the pure number of targets that have flown his way this season. Kirk Cousins trusts him. He's catching you know, a high percentage of his targets, and he's you know the most reliable weapon they have. It's hard to bet against the guy that's leading the league in targets, no doubt about that. Let's move over to the running backs, man. Like we know Todd Gurley, we do not need to go into any Todd Gurley. You just start him regardless of who he plays. Now on the flip side, Dalvin Cook, Ethan's going to be on later to give us some Dalvin Cook take, but even if he plays, it's going to be muddy. Let's say he does it. Let's say he's they play it safe. How would you like a, a uh, Latavius Murray going into this matchup? Yeah, Latavius had one of his most successful games last year. He rushed 15 times for 95 yards in two touchdowns against this Rams team. But we've got to remember they did add a major weapon in in Dominic and Sue, who is one of the premier run defenders in the NFL. Uh, that weapon wasn't there for them last year. Now you combine him with Donald and Michael Brockers, and you have a very tough and stingy run defense. So your best hope is if Dalvin Cook is out, your best hope's a Latavius Murray short yardage score. Uh, other than that, you might be hoping for you know some of those dump offs that he ended up seeing late in the game uh, against the Bills last week. On to the tight ends, like you said, the Rams tight end is is beyond irrelevant. Goff has now thrown the ball 101 times this year, and there's resulted in a total of five catches from the tight end position. So there's nothing to talk about there. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, how do you like his matchup going into this Thursday night game? Kyle Rudolph is one of the more consistent players for the Vikings. He's been their premier red zone weapon, uh, and that's one aspect I really like him in. But when the Rams were at full strength, they were absolutely dominant against the wide receiver position, and it just allowed for a lot more to flow to the tight end position. We did see you know, Jared Cook in week one uh, be the feature uh, pass catcher there. So you look at how Kyle Rudolph sort of blends with Kirk Cousins and the linebacking and safety cores struggles against tight ends so far this season, and it matches up very nicely for a Kyle Rudolph. All right, before we move on to our week four starts and sits, make sure that you are checking out what the Lockdown Network has got going on. It is expanding with college shows coming up. They got tons coming already on the Lockdown Network. They got the Lockdown Wolverines, Lockdown Buckeyes, Lockdown Seminoles, Lockdown Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and Cougars. So be sure to find your favorite college shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. All right, man, let's jump over to a week four start sit. Let's start with some starts. Who are a couple guys you're eyeballing that have a great and juicy matchup in week four? Uh, I'm riding the hot hand. I'm riding with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, You know, ECR currently has him as the 15th-ranked quarterback. I think he's going to be yet again a top 10 uh, option at the position. You look at you know his consistency at throwing for over 400 yards. He's been the second-most – um, accurate quarterback in terms of, you know, consistently hitting a, a yardage mark. Like the most accurate, uh, uh, most consistent guy there is Dak Prescott, who has a standard deviation of like five. But you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's that guy right now. 
if they're riding with him, I'm continuing to ride with him. Another guy I like at the quarterback position this week is Ryan Tannehill. Um, despite just playing a minuscule amount of plays last week, he put up big numbers, and you look at that matchup, uh, and you're equally as excited. They've got to run more plays, but you know, mixing all three or four of those wide receivers that they have right now, even though Jakeem Grant's playing just a handful of snaps along with Albert Wilson, these guys are all making plays for him. So he could just be a distributor, uh, take care of the football, and he'll add a little bit in the rushing game. Got to love that matchup too. Um, all right, let's go on the flip side. Some guys that, that you're not too pumped about, you think that they're going to disappoint this week. You know, at the quarterback position, I'm looking at uh, Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson being a little bit underwhelming. You know, also Andrew Luck. That's a guy I have to see attack down the field vertically. We did see Eli get right against the Houston Texans, but I just don't see, you know, the arm strength uh, from Andrew Luck right now to be a premier fantasy quarterback. When he was at his best, he was pushing the ball down the field to T.Y. Hilton, who absolutely dominates the Houston Texans in his career. But that matchup just uh, with Luck's health status is scaring me off. Oh, man, you're – you're you're making me feel bad about my pick this week. I like Andrew Luck going against this, but I agree. We we got to see it. The arm strength has definitely not been there in terms of what we've seen in the past, and this is a perfect matchup to get it back on, get him back on track. All right, man. Before we get get you out of here, let the people know where they can find your work, what you got going on every week. Uh, you know what, what what the people should be checking out. Yeah, uh, I do a ton of stuff on Twitter. Uh, I'm a real big you know number cruncher. So I'm always trying to find little edges where there's none to be had. Uh, you know, in today's fantasy landscape, everybody's talking uh, about, you know, big things. Everybody's got the same things on their mind. I just want to find a little bit of an edge here and there. And I dive into a bunch of different things to find that. Uh, a lot of my, you know, uh, podcast work is at pyromaniac.com. Uh, and, you know, publish weekly rankings a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, and it, you got any questions, Pyrostag, uh, and I'm always diving for data. So if anybody's got any, they want to share, we can make some trades. Hey man, uh, you do great stuff. Every time you, one of them charts pops up, it's, it's, it's a ton of great information. So make sure you follow them on Twitter at Pyrostag. Like you said, thanks again for coming on, man. We'll definitely have you on, uh, sometime throughout the, throughout the season. Thanks very much guys. Have a good show. Take it easy. All right, now what the people came to hear. Uh, joining us, our own Ethan Turner. You can make sure you follow him at eTurnerFF underscore PT. Broski, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just getting excited for the game tonight. Yes, sir. So listen, we got to give the people the updates. Let's let's just start with the big news. Rex Burkhead on IR. Let's start there, man. I mean, did, was this a surprise to you? Yeah, it actually was a surprise for me. I mean, clearly that neck injury was more severe than we thought it was originally. I didn't think it was going to be something that was going to end him up on the IR, but we did finally find a video on it, and it seems like he got hit during a kickoff return, and his neck kind of snapped backwards. It didn't look like he, he didn't go down or anything with that, so it's hard to kind of speculate on what the actual injury is, but at a minimum, he's looking at eight weeks with that IR designation. They could they could designate him to return after those eight weeks, but I think at this point he's droppable and redraft. I think Sony Michelle is going to take over there. All right, on to Alshon Jeffrey, another guy people have been 
been they've been waiting for him to come back. He's got cleared for contact. Do you see him coming back this week? The Eagles didn't waste any time with Wentz, and I think that this will be a similar situation. There's still a chance that he sits, but with him getting that full practice in this week, I think that he suits up on Sunday. Uh, The one thing is I doubt that we see a full workload from him this week. I tend to wait a week with guys coming back from major injuries, but with bye weeks starting this week, you know, not everyone's going to get that chance. But me personally, I'm sitting him for this first week back, kind of seeing how he looks, seeing how he plays, and then getting ready to fire him up next week. Duly noted. All right, on to another injured wide receiver, Doug Baldwin. Sounds like there's some rumblings of return. What are we looking at here, man? Yeah, so he's back to practice from that MCL sprain that he suffered in week one. I still think it's a bit early for him to be – coming back for a full game, but they seem to think that he's doing better than I, I do. They obviously know more than I do. If he does return, I wouldn't expect him to be at 100%. You know, I said when he first injured it, this is kind of a four to six week thing. Two weeks is pretty quick. So I worry, you know, he came back early from his first injury in the preseason. Now he's coming back early from this one as well. Just worry about his knee not getting all the way up to 100% before they throw him out there. Yeah, it's definitely something that I, that I want to monitor and see him get out there before I feel comfortable putting him in my startups. All right, let's let's jump into some rapid fire. Alvin Kamara, Kamara limited on Wednesdays. Are there an issue there, or is it just move on? He's dealing with a knee injury. They he didn't. Not a lot came out of this. Likely just a bit of rest after three straight weeks of a full workload. He should play on Sunday, but I think it's at least worth noting that he did redshirt his first year in college with a knee injury, and then he missed two games at Tennessee as well with knee issues. So you're looking at hopefully not a trend with this knee continuing to give him trouble throughout his career. I think it's probably just a rest day, though. Yeah, don't do this to us, fantasy gods. All right, LaShawn McCoy, you know he missed week three with that rib issue. You expect him back this week? Yeah, he was limited in practice on Wednesday. He came out and said that he will play on Sunday. I always take players kind of with a grain of salt. They always say that they're going to come back and play. I think in McCoy's case, though, I do think he plays. I'm not sure he's going to be 100%. And again, I'm kind of fading him until I see some actual fantasy production out of him. Because that offense, even though they did have the big win last week, I just don't expect them to be very good week to week. So until I see his usage go up, hopefully with Josh Allen, I'm kind of fading him in fantasy for right now. Agree with you there, right? AJ Green, what, what's the update on on our, on our boy AJ? So he was originally diagnosed with that groin strain. We talked a little bit about it on Tuesday's show, but new info has come out, said that it was actually both sides that were giving him some trouble both sides of his hips that's not a good sign i mean i think it just makes things more vague at least with a groin strain we kind of knew what was going on i think this one comes down to a game time decision but i still think that he plays uh but again you're gonna have to monitor it all the way up until game time all right man i'm banking on some good news here leonard fournette owner over here him and delvin cook both dealing with hamstring strings as we record this right now there is no definitive word on whether or not Dalvin Cook's going to play. But what's your take on both these guys as of what we know right now? Fournette has missed two straight weeks, and both times it came down to kind of the game-time decision. Right at the wire, they said he was out. I think he does finally return this week. Cook is a little bit more challenging, you know, with the short week. We don't know exactly 
how they're going to approach this game with the Rams. I actually think that they sit them again. It's a tough Rams matchup. I think it gives them another 10 days to rest up, get them to 100%, come back full strength, hopefully maybe squeak out a win uh, without him, but I just don't think that they're going to risk it with 10 days of rest afterwards. And they really shouldn't, you know, because I'm playing up against him in my league of record. Just sit him, just, just, just play it safe, man. All right, <laughs> Julio Jones, missed practice on Wednesday, dealing with a calf injury. What's going on there? Yeah, so this is the same injury that he missed last Wednesday's practice with. I think the result will be the same, and I think that he's going to play on Sunday. Still going to ball out. Jay Ajayi, uh, a name that we we often find on this list. What's up? What's the update here? Yeah, so he's still dealing with the back injury that actually caused him to miss week three. I think they give him another week off. I think they're going to sit him this week, and we're going to see that committee of Smallwood, Clement, and Josh Adams again. I just don't see any reason for them to bring him back. Back injuries are just one of those things that I tend to, they're hard to manage one. They're hard to rehab two. I just don't think that this is going to be a case where they're going to push the issue with the Jai. All right. Jimmy Graham also did not practice on Wednesday. Should Graham owners be concerned with this one? He was listed, this was listed as a knee injury. I do think that this is probably just a rest day for Graham. You know, he played quite a few snaps on Sunday. He's getting up there in age. I think he's going to be fine for Sunday. All right, Matt Breida, who, look, it looked a lot worse. That's for sure. He had that knee injury in week three, not practicing Wednesday. I don't think there's any surprise there. But what what's your outlook on him moving forward? The team came out and said that he hyperextended that knee. I mean, the video showed that. I was surprised he came back personally. He came back in that game, and you just have to worry about swelling and things afterwards. You know, it's not uncommon for those guys to adrenaline's pumping. They want to get back out there. And then the next couple of days, the swelling kind of comes, creeps up on them. The pain starts to set in. You know, it's it's not uncommon for these kinds of injuries to really flare up the day or two afterwards. So I think we just need to watch him in terms of his practice this week. You know, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Again, not a great sign. It's very possible that they sit him this week and roll with Alfred Morris. So I think it's just something you have to keep watching. I can't give you a great idea right now just with just the one day off, which he was probably going to get either way. All right. Last but not least, Marcus Mariota. Any update on that elbow? Reports are that they are expecting him to play. This is a good sign for the team. I do think he's going to be limited in his return from a throwing perspective. And I think you just have to be worried a little bit about ball security with him. You know, I don't think he's at 100%. I think he is strong enough to throw the football, strong enough to run the offense. But I think at this point, he's best left on the bench in fantasy unless you absolutely have to play him because of the bye weeks and things like that. All right, man, that is a wrap. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes and stay tuned for next week's show. We will be back and at it again, and we will be a quarter of the season in the books. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at FFB underscore 247. You can find myself at WillieFF247, and you can find Ethan at ETurnerFF underscore PT. Thanks once again to Anthony Staggs for joining. Great stuff there. Ethan, we will catch you next week. Best of luck in all of your fantasy endeavors this weekend.